Welcome to I the Show, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything. I'm Brady. And I'm Katie. And in today's episode, we're going to be detonating an improvised hydrogen bomb for our gender reveal party. Molotov, it's a boy. So count your toilet paper and bury your gold, because today's episode is actually about doomsday prepping. And now it's time for I Digress. So are you prepared? I'm totally prepared for what? the end of the world oh I. so the elections are coming up everybody knows it's literally the end of the world we're all gonna die but i thought we're always always gonna die like that i mean seems we to are be... we are always always gonna die to a hardcore prepper you're always always gonna die yeah like the election oh well, that's true this one is more probable than previous ones i think yeah and, and I, I don't really want to offend a bunch of preppers out there but you know what it needs to be said they're they're all itching to eat their MREs. They have to have an excuse. They can't just go eat them just because it's the weekend. They have to they have to eat them because there's a reason. Well, and I don't want to mock prepping because I am one, but there are, there are different levels of prepper. I'm more of an agarian one, which means that I like to grow and store food because winter comes every year. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and then bad it's things happen. Practical. So it's nice when you're in the middle of an emergency to crack open something you canned or dehydrated than it is to try to figure out the logistics of getting food and water too. That's why I store things. Yeah. I pretty much just prep for the week by going to the grocery store and buying a week's worth of groceries. Oh, I'm prepped yeah, for that's much, just how, that's much just how longer than that. But yeah. I don't have this. <laughs> I don't have the super expensive like mountain house dehydrated stroganoff. I mean, I would love to have right. it, but who has well, like twelve to? grand to buy a year's worth of supply of food that's prepackaged for four people? Yeah. It just seems and then a what do you excessive. do? What do you do as that year approaches when it starts to expire? Oh, no, the fancy or, food is for 30 years. Oh, 30 years, okay. Yeah, you're pretty good to go on that. But it's also, have anybody that has been in the military knows eating like an MRE every day, one, you're not going to poop, mm -hmm. which is kind of important. Gotta eat two, two. It gets old. Fresh food tastes so much better than dehydrated. Uh, I so agree. As you guys listened to our last episode about food, yeah, it's yummy. It is totally yummy. Um, but if the end of the world starts to happen, I think yummy food goes out the window. Well, and why do people want the world to end, Brady? Like, I, I am don't. so lazy. I love 21st century modern conveniences. Dishwashers, yeah. showers, the internet. 4K. Do you guys really want that to end because we can't get along with people that are different than us? Yeah. 4K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just Come on, we're about to get 8K. We can't end the world now. No, we need to keep yeah. on trucking for HD purposes, apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> High fidelity media, people. We need it. Well, we do. Let have, it happen. We don't, do. Don't end the world now just because Trump's about to win. Don't let I'm global so, or Biden. I guess I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm gonna call it right now, though. Uh, no matter who wins, it's gonna be the end of the world to yeah. half the people. So I mean, I don't know why it. it everybody. You know what I think it is lately. Hmm. Is the coronavirus and all the riots and all this stuff? It threw what we considered normal. Out so door. out of whack. Yep, it did. That it seems like it's the end of the world or the end times, as the fund the fundamentalist religious folks would like to tell you it is. When every ten years, it's the end of the goddamn world to them anyway. Well, they they have an actual business it, model that perpetuates. Yeah. It, you you have to have the end of the world all the time, and that's how you keep the lights on. So that's a complete. You're well, right, though. It's uh, yeah. It's probably something to do with monetary, you know, incentive. But to play devil's advocate on that idea, uh, they could really 
just really want to meet Jesus. I mean, some people to do. the point where there could be self-fulfilling prophecies someday because it hasn't happened naturally. They're like, I, I'm going to get my Jesus in. Well, I'm related to I'm and get my, my Allah. grew up around a lot of fundamentalists, and most some of them are very genuine in that they just want to be with the Lord. Like that's what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but they, they're, they're probably not going to end the world to get to that point. No, because most they actually the care ones. about humans. Yeah. And, I'm, and there's, I'm not even judging. Like even even with the crazy extremist ones, it's like. I get it. You got sold this idea, and, and that's just how it is. Well, and I even if it's true, like it's it is what it is. But like, I'd rather not. I'd, I'd rather the world not end. That'd be nice. That can we have that be a trend next month? Because right now Brady and I are sitting in a room that is surrounded by smoke. Like for this entire week, we've been socked in because of the fires in the Pacific Northwest. So it looks mm -hmm. like nuclear winter outside. Yes, but because of how, like how normal has been thrown so far out of whack. Like yes. I was saying. Everybody thinks this smoke is the end-all, be-all smoke of the entire universe. It's like it's the apocalyptic. This happens every year. It just it, does. it just took, it just came a little late this year and all at once. I think crap has been and cumulative been this year, and so people are hypersensitive to it because yeah. also our lives are a little weird. We were talking about earlier because of the Rona. As far yeah. as like we have to live hourly to hourly now instead of it used to be your kids has practice at this time, school at this time. It's all changing constantly, and I think that's yeah. made people a little bit people so, that are living in normal. As much as you so can. So essentially, it's the end of the world as we knew it a year ago. So True. I guess. So we're nostalgic for 2019? <laughs> yeah, I never I thought I'd hear myself say that. <sighs> it's, I think it's just been building up. I think so, too. But back to the, the subject of prepping, like, there's yes. a lot of people out there right now, we gotta buy all the guns, we gotta buy all the ammo. Everybody's going insane, shooting each other. Oh, the ammo and... shortage is so annoying. For people that actually do things like run a competitive youth shoot sporting, or shooting sports program mm -hmm. and train people all these people buying all the ammo it's mm -hmm. so frustrating because it's like you use it for training purposes and for teaching people and it's like you can't find it because some guy needs six thousand rounds in his yeah. bunker so maybe the reason it's the end of the world as we knew it a year ago is because there are people like you guys running the 4-h programs and, and doing the shooting schools and stuff who are trying to perpetuate that state of normalcy that we were so accustomed to mm -hmm. and then you have all the people who reacted pretty irrationally to the events of the world and are oh. causing the normalcy to disappear instead of it being a natural thing due to those. I think it's all reactionary. I have Again, two. like we were talking about in the Rantastic episode. Yep. A lot of this is completely reactionary to I have two words for you. On. Toilet paper. Yeah, I remember that whole fiasco a few months ago. Yep. I love the fact that there was this point in time this year, the beginning of the year, where you literally could not find toilet paper because everybody panicked and bought all the toilet paper. It's one of the, it's too big to have a lot of it on the shelves, and they, it's it's just not manufactured as in bulk, as like, let's say like fucking rice aroni. Okay, so yeah. you can't you can fit like a hundred rice aronis on the shelf. You can only fit like ten of each brand of toilet paper maybe on the shelf. Well, and think about it. And you can only you can, store so much in the back. It takes up a lot of space. Manufacturers probably had a formula based on the usage. It, exactly. That, and so then all of a sudden that formula just got foobarred. And it disappeared. Yeah. Well, then since everybody hucked up and the people who finally got their, their hands on some bought enough for, you know, a couple months, the stores already had back ordered to deal with the, you know, the, the shortage, right? Mm -hmm. So then all of a sudden all these stores are overstocked in toilet paper. Then it went on sale. Yeah. And nobody was buying. And then they had too much toilet paper. I just, I love the whole cause and There's effect. There's like an in cap everywhere of toilet paper. Yeah. Well, and I would love it. Supply and demand kind of relies on a, on a balance and everything being kind of predictable. 
if one of you out there bought a lot of toilet paper, I would love to know what are you doing with it? Like, um, do you have a six year supply of toilet paper and it's just your guest room is yeah. now the bounce house? Like, <laughs> what What do you do? Are you doing human bowling? Look, wait, wait, like, wait. Halloween's coming up. There's going to be a lot of people's houses covered in toilet paper. Oh, man. I mean, there's got to be a surplus of toilet paper in America right now. There just is. some people. There has to be. There has to be. Oh, man. I can't Can wait you... to look back on this in like. Let's say ten years. And just okay. yeah. And and be like, hey, remember when there was like the toilet paper shortage of twenty twenty? Yeah. And then the surplus of toilet paper for five years after. <laughs> the toilet paper. They like do... we're all gonna be wiping our ass for a long time. If we have like a war because of the Rona and all this stuff in the election, are we gonna call it the TP war? <laughs> like it cause... damn near was a TP war, man. People were fighting, damn near fighting they over were. it in the WalMarts. They well, and come on, yeah. I hate it when people do like fun stuff. You don't need four yeah. Costco sized packs of toilet paper. That's like four years worth at yeah. my house. I, I remember one of my favorite parts about the whole shortage. Was like there was these underground communication networks. <laughs> hey man, I got the line on the toy on the TP. Like, hey, I know where to get some Charmin. Hey man, just don't tell anybody. I just can't. Don't tell anybody, it. but the general store on on South Fifth, man, they got fucking TP they up the ass. Ass shrapnel. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, now you got fucking people got people burn their couch to stay warm, and they had to build a new couch out of the surplus of toilet paper because you don't need to wipe your ass that much. There's only amount. Somebody did the math. Remember, it was going around the Facebook the math of how much toilet paper an actual human used a year. And so these yeah. people had like 20 years worth in their Pretty house. Pretty much. You know what they're yeah. trying to do is instead of flipping houses, they're trying to flip the TP. Yeah. Did you everything? I think that, and time? a lot of people did that. And um, I think Clorox wipes for for whatever reason people chose this. Um, not hand sanitizer. Not it's the food. Clorox wipes. Clorox wipes became. Like the biggest black market commodity for a few weeks. I don't know why. Everybody was like, I, I saw some news posts where people filled their entire garage full of Clorox wipes, pallets. I don't know where they got the fucking but hookup why? on that. But they bought them and got them shipped to their house because they probably had a wholesale license because they do some kind of business. And they were fucking peddling that shit and price gouging. Oh, the price and gouging on Amazon getting, was so bad. There were people getting arrested left and right for price gouging Clorox wipes. Well, and that goes back. Let's go back and to I prepping. Still, and, I, and I just was a. I just found them in Walmart shelves like three they, weeks ago. They just came back. So it's been like six months. But for like four months, you couldn't find a single fucking can of Clorox wipes unless you bought them for triple price on Amazon. And what's funny is, okay, Clorox people. Yeah. Seriously, a tablespoon of bleach and some water, same thing. You just use this <laughs> yeah, neat yeah, thing yeah. called a rag. I mean, they're very convenient. It's nice. I to do just like pull, them. It's nice to pull a mass-produced fucking shit wipe out of a out of a can and wipe. Well, down and the to be fair, I saw this coming. So I went to town and went shopping the February 29th because yeah. I knew what was going to go down, and I got two jugs of them. I usually yeah. buy one. Yeah. I still am. Using oh my those. god, you horrible person! I did. Well, you I took that extra one can away from I these took... people that need it. From and you know what's daycare. cool is here it is <laughs> September. <laughs> I still have some of those wipes because I don't use them that much. Yeah. Two cans last well, me like a year well since there was a scarcity and they finally hit the shelves i bought a bundle of four because i i actually use them we a lot because i've got children yeah and they make big messes and i have to disinfect a lot of stuff mm. and uh i've been using them for everything now because they've been available again i'm like oh my god yes the clorox wipes are back i'm wiping crap that doesn't even need to be cleaned down no your house is super clean <laughs> A problem with being too clean though i think it hurts your immune system and it does i don't i don't go you have a baby often. it's different but yeah. like at my house i rolled my children around out on the farm and i'm like just eat the goat yeah. manure it'll make and they don't get sick very much i, I yeah. think americans especially are so over afraid i know that we have a pandemic it's but it's like being too clean is just as bad as being not clean enough like i don't know well and that goes no back. i agree i have to agree because 
if you just look at the mechanics of your immune system, how it works and why, um, it needs these, I guess, these samples to go off of. You have to get infected with stuff in order for your immune system to learn how to fight it. And oh. then you and then you're fine because then the next time you get infected with that particular bug, whether it be a, a I guess we have a little bit more trouble with viruses because of the yes. mutations. But like the bacteria and most common viruses, your body will learn how to fight it and be able to just annihilate it before you even get any symptoms. My gut biome. Then you won't be sick. My, so even yeah. technically, if you're infected, you won't have any symptoms and don't feel sick at least. So well, I know but my. You can still spread it. That's the only bad thing about that. Well, that's immunology. There's yeah. you different, don't know who's sick we, around We have all sorts of stuff. Yeah. My gut biome looks like Burning Man, man. I know there's a lot going on in there because I'm... Yeah. I'm well, I think the microbiome is just a kind of a new concept to science. Like, it, it wasn't even really a talking point until like the last 10 years. Our mental health is derived from it. And people yeah. don't even... It's a new... What is that called? There's It's a type of physiobiology. There's yeah. some There's some study now. Science. Psychobiology. That's what, It's like it's a study of how our gut biomes contains... And, and it basically controls most of your well-being, yeah. like well, all of it. We're we're essentially a super organism. We're not just a person, guys. We are also we are a host to probably billions of even different types of fucking. You have no idea how many different types of microscopic organisms. We exist. house a lot of stuff, and in there. they all uh, like if you. If they were like able to glow in the dark, we would be we'd be able to be seen from space because of just the sheer amount of bacteria. We're literally covered head to toe. Every inch of the, our body, inside and out, is covered in like bacteria and ame amoebas and all these little microorganisms. Single-celled friends. And they rely on us to live. But in turn, I think there's a lot of those that we also rely on to exist. The system and is symbiotic. It's a, it's a huge symbiotic system. It and is. It's a, it's just and amazing that's... how balanced it is. It's hard to think that that came from a chaotic, like, world, I guess. I don't know. The soup? The soup, I'm going to yeah. call it the chaos. Well, I think but that, it's so, that's But it's why... so balanced. Like, and you throw that off. Like, if you start using, like, the antibacterial soap and you wash your whole body in that, you just killed off God knows how many bacteria that you probably needed to protect your skin. Well, and also, I think that that's why we have so many autoimmune diseases and that's, allergies, it, is yeah. I think that our systems are so out of whack. Because think about it. People don't spend time outside. Yeah. I, I don't know. And I guess we're getting off the rails here from oh, prepping. Yeah. But I, it's, well, I think that's an important part of prepping. Do you think these people that are well, buying really all this though, food yeah. are going to stay healthy when they can't? Okay, they're part of a system now, too, where you're going to the store all the time and you're, and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden they're going to be taken out of that system to use their hoard. How's that going right? to work? It's not. Because well, what, if, what happens when everybody runs out? Well, and if you don't know... Most people, even the hard, most hardcore preppers, you might be okay for five years. Yeah, but do you know how to gut a chicken? Even if you don't. You're screwed. Even if you do, you're screwed. That's where I was going. Uh, with that. And Sorry. something else. Uh, like, where are you going to store the meat? Also, there's usually a surplus of meat. If you don't have, if it's just you and like a few people in your family, what are you going to do with the extra shit? And if you dispose of it, how are you going to dispose of it without causing any uh, hygiene problems? My biggest problem with hardcore prepping, and I'm talking about a stereotypical one, is the isolationism. It's like if you don't, if you don't have a good relationship with your neighbors, you are oh, not going to make it because you got to protect your horde yeah. too. I've seen so many of these like survival shows. Not like Bear Grylls survival, but like these fucking like Walking Dead and all these like post-apocalyptic oh, yeah. yeah. movies where people are surviving. And it's like, there's all these little factions at war with each other. So I was like, I have a feeling it wouldn't even be that bad. Like we wouldn't, yeah, we fight a lot now in like with tribalism and stuff, but I have a feeling that a literal apocalypse happened or whatever. And there was some survivors. I think everybody would generally get along because we realize we need each other to survive. 
Well, like and it straight would... up, like it's it's not it's not something you can really do solo. You're not better off solo. But the fighting will happen regard yeah. regardless you... because of tribalism. That's... And there's... so there's going to be some of that. It'll be infighting. It'll be psychological. You can see it in any group. Go to a high school and see oh, how the tribes true. divide up. But you're right. It a survival kind of makes some stuff go out the window. It actually becomes more harsh. Humans become more harsh when they have when they're higher stakes. You do. <laughs> yeah. I, well, that, that's there's been a lot of studies on that too. Like why. Exactly like the neurology, how the, how your neurology changes when you're like hungry. Well, and if you have a year, so if you say you have 30 years worth of food and you're in your little prep land and mm -hmm. your bunker, someone's going to try to take it from you. Yeah, that's the other aspect of it is like, uh, especially if you're going to hoard it and not share, there's going to be a lot of angry people that you're not sharing. Much like they're like why everybody's so pissed at Jeff Bezos right now. Because he's not sharing Even though it's money, like he doesn't really have, money. he doesn't really have a hundred billion dollars. He just has... A lot of things worth a lot of money that accumulate to an estimated hundred billion dollars or whatever the hell the number is. Oh, we could do it. But everybody's pissed at him like he's hoarding everything in the world. It's like he's just running a business. He probably literally doesn't have a hundred million yeah. in cash but, because assets are different than. But let's yeah. say it's an apocalypse scenario. If you have a hundred billion dollars worth of fucking storable food, let's just take the monetary value out of that. I don't know why I said that. But like you, just, you have this massive fucking hoard of storable food, right? Okay. And if you're not sharing with some people. There's going to be a lot of people who are like, I really need that food. I am starving. I don't know how to hunt. Or I ran out of the food that I hunted. Okay. And I'm running low on energy. They're going to come at you with everything they've got. They will die trying to get your fucking You'll storage of food. You'll probably die defending your horse. So all of a sudden, you, you have to have not only food, but you have to build some kind of formidable defense around the food. You have to fucking pretty much guard it all day you long. Need and you need mercenaries to protect it. And that it. also means like you have to be proficient in weaponry, whether it be firearms, which are a limited resource because you have to use ammunition. Same with bows and arrows or any kind of melee weapon that's going to take your energy and that's going to put you at a lot of risk of injury. Well, and that's and just it. It's just, there's, there's, uh, the only reason I'm talking about this is like there's a lot of these tiny little the nuance aspects to survival that people don't think about. Well, we were just talking about somebody else's though. Humans, I know being an introvert's cool right now. But we are not isolated. We it, we have to work together to survive. That mm -hmm. is how it has always been. Yeah. It, sure, there's Jeremiah Johnsons out there that could live out in the woods by themselves. But it's still, what if something happens to you? We all don't have the same attributes. So one of you might need to be good at like stitching people up. One of you might need to be good at growing things. Exactly. Are, is is there a, is there ever going to just be one guy who just knows how to do all that stuff? It's not no, possible. probably not. And even if he could, he wouldn't have the time. And what if he gets the plague? Like yeah. Then what if he ends up dying? And then you're then the rest of everybody screwed. It's I'm, like the whole scenario, like, what if all the lights turned off right now and all the smart people are dead? What are we going to do? Um, become idiocracy? It's the same kind of thing like that. It's like... Put Gatorade uh, on our corn? Yeah, we wouldn't survive long. Let's just put it that way. So, like, we would... Everybody... Everybody's good at something. Yes. And so, we have to combine as a group, combine our knowledges and our proficiencies to, like, you know, create a community that'll thrive. Well, in, in, in a survival scenario. And essentially, that's how we got to the way the world is right now. Which, as bad as things seem, Gro you know, it's actually less we, violent and horrible than it ever has been in history. Yeah, even people it, it seems bad. It is, people are fighting over dumb stuff right now, but like, it's it really is a lot better than it's ever been. It You're really like, realistically, is. Realistically, just go, seriously, get on YouTube and just look at any story from any time in history. It's Always something violent, some like the entire world is at some kind of turmoil. Of, of, how about, about the first half of the last and, century? Like how many millions that. of people died in this yeah, century? We haven't II. started out that way. Look at I World mean, War Two. Yeah, I, I, that I was do, not that long ago. Like there's no. people alive who who were remember in that. it, and that's what I'm saying. It's we need to remember that the first twenty years into this new century, 
We haven't mm -hmm. lost life on that scale yet. Not I don't yet. want us to. Well, I feel well, like so we're far, probably... the only the only thing taking a supposed mass amount of life anymore is not even just coronavirus, but just like the flu and COVID. we're all, we're at, essentially even though we're at war with ourselves a little bit, we're more at war with like the planet. Yeah. And again, that's why we're, society is the way it is now because since the the beginning of life on this planet, it's been a constant struggle to fight the forces that you know try to snuff out life. And that's why we've evolved. That's why life evolved in the first place was to get better at, you know, fending off those forces. But it's not perfect yet. Well, and we're Never in a different different battle in affluent nations because there's so many of us alive that wouldn't have been in that system that now we have a different set of problems to yeah, deal with. And I true. think that's a lot of the reason why there's all this it's infighting all the time, too. It's like our fighting has shifted. It's not in person anymore to survive. It's it's ideological. People yeah, that's. I think that's what it is. Shift. I think a lot of it is... Uh, our turmoil is almost forced because it's in our nature to have to be able to react to turmoil. So humans don't need survive. leisure time because then we're stupid. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, over? that's slightly accurate, but at the same time, no, it's I'm like. Being but again, like, uh, not everybody. There's a there's a good hunk of people who are fighting every day just to survive, as far as basic needs like food and shelter. They're out but there, yes. But the majority of the planet right now has all of the basic needs to stay alive, and and at least a decent amount of access to those. And we know that's and so, not yeah, attributed And so, yeah, the little equally. fighting and crap, it is all ideological. And it almost seems kind of silly to be fighting over that kind of bull crap. Well, it seems contrived. And there's still problems that need to be solved because there are chunks of people on this planet that don't have the basic needs met in the way yeah, that but, it should uh, be. But everybody who has more access than others aren't sharing either. And that's the weird part. Well, and there's a good huge group of people that want good. to coerce and force the people to share that. And I don't yeah, like that either. Like, that's not going to end well. Uh, yeah, it shouldn't be forced, but, like, we should at least out of our goodwill be... All I'm trying to say is, like... I don't like the idea of socialism or fascism, but why is anybody starving on this planet in 2020? Well, and when I, the the resources exist to feed them, I'm all Everyone about voluntary. Say, oh, we're overpopulating, and there's not going to be enough food. No, there's plenty of resources to sustain how many people are on the planet. I think the planet will always constantly recycle. You know. Oh, I'm That's looking forward thing. to like Neil we're, Stevenson said. Well, 3D print salmon for yeah. people in the cities and stuff. I mean, we're getting there's, there. There's going to be like, well, even that still takes some kind of raw resource to be mined out of the planet. Like the the real resources that are going to run out are the ones that are not really necessary for survival, like the fucking the palladium that are, we're putting in our cell phones and all that shit. We're gonna get those that from might space. run out, and we we'll probably go and get it from space, but mm -hmm. that also requires rocket fuel. Then we got to get another resource. But realistically, we find a as way. Long, we don't need all that. As long as the food sustains, at least we'll have at least a lot of people surviving. Well, and I can tell but you... A but unfortunately, there's a lot of people who won't survive without their fucking iPhone and their toilet. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I like the toilet, but I don't need the, it. The hard resources that will run out, there's a lot of people who rely on that kind of stuff when it's not necessary, but they still rely on it, and there's a lot of people who will die if that kind of shit runs out. Um, people are going to die if they don't have food provided to them. As someone who yeah, grows food, you, it is an art. You just need food, yeah. You, you need arable soil at the very least. It doesn't take a lot of food. space, and actually what's funny is with hydroponics, you can grow food without soil, uh -huh. but you still have to have resources. You're going to have That's to have true. the nitrates. There's always some kind of resource. The thing is, though, is we waste so much land in this country. I, I can't speak for other countries, but you can grow in a thousand square feet enough food for four people for a year if you do intensive like mm -hmm. growth management like was it permaculture yeah but people have to want to do the work and most people don't and then they complain about the food they eat but in real reality you could get a couple bags of compost and grow enough salad greens in your apartment yeah if it's just a family of three or four 
It can be done. I you can grow most I didn't of your own food, and there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to do it. Fucking harvest crickets; they're really good for protein. Well, or grasshoppers. In, That's what I've been hearing. There's a lot of there's just yeah, like movement. The box. There's this like insect insectivore movement going on. Like since the last like I think it's been like five years ago, it really started to get popular. It seemed kind of crunchy. But like they did all these studies. Like there's a lot of insects that have a lot of protein per gram, and they're very easy to farm. They're very easy to feed, and you could just use that as your protein source. And the bioavailability is apparently really good. And then you grow some vegetables and you'll be, you'll be all right. Well, like, I didn't experiment So it's not super labor-intensive. You don't have to have fucking cows and no, chickens. No, you don't. You don't. And, and oh, cows are delicious. actually they're a 1%er food. Pretty much, yeah. They, because they require so much. <laughs> they, you have to use arable land for food to feed the cow. And you're, you're yeah. going to have to put a lot of input. A cow will drink 30 gallons of water a day. It will eat an astronomical mm. amount of food. Mm. Whereas, like, I did an experiment two winters ago where I made my own grow shelf. And I grew all my own greens. Instead of buying them at the store, I grew them and had them on a rotation. But you know what, guys? It takes work. We also have, um, we're lucky to have access to at least some amount of land that you can grow. What about these people in New York? They don't have no fucking grass. You have to get creative. You're going to grow a crop in a flower box hanging out of a window of a 30-story building? You would be surprised what you can grow in an apartment. I've seen that shit. People growing strawberries in, like, the 30th floor. But, like, it's just for a snack. It ain't going to feed you for a... No, you need... need, But community gardens are a thing. And look, there's this gigantic (laughs) mass of land in New York. I think it's central... You could. T- it might be right in the center. I think it's in the center. I'm just saying that there know. are spaces you could have. How about take a chunk of that and have it be a public garden? Well, why would they do that when it can just be uh, unused grass for people for homeless people? Grass to sleep is in? so expensive and wasteful if you don't live in England or somewhere that rains all the time. Yeah. Like the amount of money and time and water. Well, and even I love a lot grass. of places like there's a lot of land in England, but like. The major metropolitan areas, there's not a lot of fucking grass well, there. Well, I'm just, that is true. But then yeah. instead of concrete, you could have yeah. box gardens. I yeah. mean, there's stuff you could do. That's true. Um, like down in Arizona, I see a lot of people have like gravel oh, yards instead of grass. I love xeriscaping. Yeah. And I, I think it's kind of cool. I kind of want that here, but at the same time, that's a lot of gravel. I'm in the process of turning half my front yard into a gravel garden. But, but we're I lucky enough to have just like an abundance of arable soil around us to grow stuff in. We live in a food belt. Yeah, and if it's not arable enough, I mean, put your fucking poop in a bag for a few months. You got enough fertilizer for to be fine. That's what they're going to do on Mars. Humanure. They're going to grow their fucking poop potatoes. Ew, I know what people eat. <laughs> I yeah. like Well, animal. astronauts might be different because they might have to, like, focus. So, okay, this is also to do with prepping because okay. we're I about like to send to... people to Mars, the ultimate survival test of humanity. Colonizing. Talk about prepping. They don't even get to bring that much crap with them. They they might be able to bring a week's worth of food on that rocket because of the, the weight to fuel ratio and all this other shit. How are they going to do it? Space travel is complicated. But let's say they actually successfully get there. They don't li- They don't die on impact when they're landing on the planet. Oh, which is, God. That's probably the highest likely scenario that's going to happen. Like, we almost lost every rover we sent up there, and those are fucking robots. You must have yeah. some serious atmosphere. But um, they got these plans. I'm not a damn Mars expert or a, a NASA engineer, but they have these plans, okay? Supposedly. These smart people are smart. So they're going to send these people to Mars. I would, You'd be fucking suicidal and crazy to go to Mars, but there's these brave people out there willing to go to Mars. They don't have anything to eat there. There's no soil. There's no land. It's highly radioactive everywhere. Yeah. They don't even have an atmosphere. There's no breathable air. You gotta live in a pod. So you gotta live in this pod, and it's like, I don't, it's just insane to even think about. But essentially, they're gonna have to worry about what they eat because what they poop is going to be how they grow their food. So they're gonna have to like maximize the efficacy of their fertilizer that they're producing out of their body. So they have to eat specific nutrients to even like, 
well, produced yeah. the are special for. Are they going to have for, to eat a high nitrogen? Yeah, because like, they're scientists. Like the people who are going to Mars, essentially, are going to be scientists. It ain't like that Space Force show on Netflix, which is hilarious, by the way, where they're just going to send a bunch of fucking idiots and a janitor up but there. But I loved that episode. They're legitimate scientists <laughs> with possible combat training. With possible, oh, they can Because, I mean, China's going to Yeah, they, to, they're going to take if our If we go to the fucking Mars, China's going to go to Mars, and Russia's going to go to Mars, and India's going to go to Mars, we'll and I think Iran cold. just had a fucking space program or something, I don't know. We'll just take the Cold War there. It's yeah, cold the there Cold anyway. War there. <laughs> We're going to take the Cold War So to I'm Mars. sure there'll be a, a few people with combat training, but for the most part, they're scientists, so they're going to, like, try to maximize the efficiency of everything in order to survive as long as possible. So that they can maybe hold out until we can send enough materials to build a rocket to return home. But the thing is, is how okay, or that or, or the first the first wave might die, but they'll have laid the groundwork for the second wave to survive a little longer. So I think it might be like that might be their plan. Like we're, we know the first few waves are gonna die, but it'll they'll be able to like build the infrastructure for the final wave of people who to have the returnable rocket back to Earth, or the entire thing will fail and we'll just send hundreds of people off to their death on Mars. Which I mean, hey. That how do you prep if that's for what you want to like do that? with your life, go die on Mars. How, how do you prep for something you? like that though? Are we gonna have to stockpile stuff at the ISS because you <sighs> know there are payload limits? Yeah. So now we have your reusable rockets. Are we gonna have to take prepper food up there and then it'll go space yeah. prepper? Well, here's the thing: once you send the first wave, they're not gonna be able to sustain themselves for any real amount of time. Maybe a maybe at least enough time until we send another rocket up there with more supplies and even that's very limited we're on gonna what have we can, to have payloads you can't going send all the that time. much stuff there it takes so so long to get to, and this is the it's not the nearest planet to us but like that's our neighbor planet like and it, it takes months to just send a rocket there and we're talking about rockets like the fastest traveling thing we can possibly create still on takes this planet eight months it still takes months to get there and that's our fucking neighbor and the whole thing just seems completely absurd when you look at the numbers and everything. Like, even just going to the moon is just insane. Yeah, but crossing the, the Atlantic Ocean probably seemed absurd. Yeah, think about years that. Ago. I mean, <laughs> it's all relative. It is. I was just. Pretty soon we're going to be like, like, uh, like Proxima Centauri or whatever is going to seem like really close because we're already off like hundreds of light years Once, away. Yeah, like, first Mars. I'm I don't just... know why I said pretty soon. It's going to be like. Hundreds of lifetimes, before, like hundreds of generations of people before we get to even the nearest star. But in the scope of time, that's not that like far. We'll have, we'll have destroyed our entire planet from nuclear war before no, we probably ever see another star in person. I don't want to do that. I prep because winter yeah. comes every year. I don't want to prep for the end of the world. I'd rather just die. Yeah. And that brings us back to the circle. Like, I was all these sad. preppers happening. I've always thought this, okay? There's a lot of people prepping and stuff for, like, shit to go down, for, like, society to collapse. But, look, okay. like, a lot of people prep for the apocalypse. It's like... Why would you want well, to live through the it? The apocalypse, like, everybody's going to die all at once, maybe, let's hope. Let, like, like, that's it. Best case scenario, a fucking meteor hits the earth and we all die at once. How the fuck was 30 years of food going to help you there, my friend? I'm sorry. I don't want to keep... <laughs> why would you want to live? And Just the, go on the next journey. In I'm the event fine. of, like, nuclear war, like... Oh, it's gosh. pretty much like the end of the world. Like nobody's gonna survive that. Like even like the richest, most powerful elites, unless they get themselves to Mars, they're not gonna survive. Then they're on Mars a week later. They're and dead. And so what if you're in your one percent or bunker? So what? Like yeah, that, you can't come you... out. How much yeah. food do you have? 
There's no more food up here because we fucking burnt it to a crisp with the nukes, turned it to glass. Even if you spend another 30 years... I'm sorry, I just have to say this. I'm really (laughs) sad that David Bowie's not with us because I want him to write a song called Space Prepper. Oh, that'd be awesome. But moving on. Sorry, that just popped my brain. David Bowie was awesome. Well, just that. He he would write a song called Space Prepper. Space Prepper song because that's just it. Why would you want to stay alive in nuclear winter? I don't. You're going to get cancer if you breathe in any of the radioactive particles. It's like, it's not going to be a fun way to die. Now we're we're talking about some really interesting philosophy here. Like, who really does want to perpetuate life on Earth when Earth is absolutely uninhabitable and under, like, normal circumstances? Like, the, the fight to survive would just be... Almost it's like not. It's just, I. I personally think it wouldn't be worth it. Fucking let just let life on Earth die. Then at that point, like well, come life, on, like I don't know. You watch Jurassic Park. Life yeah, finds a way. That's true. Life finds a way, but why? Like, what is the persistence there? I think we touched a little bit on that in the. Uh, Was that the transcend? I think we were, when we had our episode, little, the little well, AI one. Yeah, when we, we kind of went off a bit. in our tangential episode. There we go. Um, like in the first place. What is the what is the persistence to live? Like, why did life pers- per, like persist so hard that it had to evolve to adapt? I never understood it. Does anyone understand that? If anybody kind of has an idea of that or like a, a a philosophy to help me out with that question, like, um, I guess it's like the biggest question to answer. Like, why are we here? Well, that's the essentially question. that breaks down that's to that. That's the existential question. But like, really, so if anyone has any like, it's like, leave us comments on our YouTube channel. Go on our social media. Something. Um, I'd I... love to discuss this with people. This is one of my favorite topics to discuss because like, everything in the universe is made of the same subatomic particles, just arranged differently. And somehow, this magic happened where it arranged in a special way to form these things we call life. Like DNA, I guess, and it and it and its only goal was to replicate itself under any like no matter what the circumstances are, and by God, it did, and it, like it, it was a struggle. It was nothing but a struggle for it, it and it still kept, is. Look and it just us. kept adapting to that struggle until it was. It, now we're here with the fucking we're here making a podcast. Always keep replicating. With, we're about to have eight K TVs. Come on, people, let's, let's keep on surviving. I let's want. not. PS Five is about to release. Well, and also speaking of commentary. I would love to hear from an apocalyptic prepper because, like I said, I'm an agarian prepper. So I prep because emergencies happen. And I like the comfort that comes from knowing that I have a lot of food because growing up, we were a little less wealthy. And so food is important to me. I am food motivated for my prepping. But these apocalyptic preppers Mm. and rapture preppers and people prepping for the end of the world, (laughs) I want to know... Well, I want to know about that. Like, I want to know what your motivations are, and not. Yeah, I'm not going to make fun of you. I'd love I, to talk to I some think preppers. it's fascinating. No, I'm not judging anybody. Because, no. like, legitimately, it's good to be prepared. There's no shame in that. But it's like your life can, at it can the same time. Obsessive. It's, it's not like we're actually nearing an apocalypse. I really don't believe that myself personally. I think some we're people in. really do believe that, and that's okay. You know, everybody is entitled. I think to their we're own in beliefs. a shift. Everybody we're believes. shifting. And a lot of it is because there is definitely a, shift. a shift is occurring because you think about it, the same people that have been running the country since the mid 70s, they're getting old and dying. Yeah. And so we're shifting um, into a new realm. Hold that thought real quick. Okay. I'd like to discuss that. But first I have to, I, I kind of chuckled a little bit because I didn't even realize until just this very moment when you said that there's so many factions of even preppers. There are. I love it. And like, do you think they're going to start fighting each other or like tri- Over their pure tribalism like we do on Facebook about everything? 
I don't the, know. The preppers fight about prepping? Okay, let's talk about all these tactical people that think they're tough and they go get their AR training. It is so easy to do it when things are good. I love it is tribalism. not easy. When, I know, there's probably going to be prepper factions there fighting, over fighting over my freeze-dried well, I'm prepping because God's coming down to, spite us, to smite us all down. Well, I'm, I'm prepping because the nukes are coming. Well, I'm fucking prepping just because I, I can. There's people prepping because of man bear pig, too, because of climate change. Yeah, you know, and then like, I love how many different factions of preppers there are and it's a good thing i'm not saying it's not good guys prep all you want like it's good to be prepared are there preppers in other countries because i, but, it, yeah, I feel of course like there it's is. There's gotta be. not to the degree there is in america i think well, it's america a total, is a land of surplus we have and a luxury. doomsday preppers show mm -hmm. i feel oh you know how we did our episode on glamping yes is there like a glamping version of prepping there of course like there is. one percent are prepping there's one percent are bunkers like, is there you know fucking bunkers out there that are literally just mansions dug into the ground there are they were on the to, news the if anybody day. has pictures of these Save me the Google search. I want to see them. Send them to me. We might have to link this into the I thing. Love the, the I, I love this. I love the idea of one percent or bunkers. Like, it. Like even I don't even think like I think even like the presidential bunkers and stuff down there are pretty minimalistic. Well, for like who the wants political leaders, but it. like there's got to be some billionaires out there, like Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, if you're listening, I doubt you are, but if this magically enters your eardrums. Or your ear canals and hits your eardrums. Um, I have to know, like, do you have a one percenter bunker? I know you've been banking on the whole, like, let's settle on the moon because the Earth is dying thing. But like, do you think Mr. Do Musk you have a bunker on the Earth just in case you can't make it? Just in case all the fucking riches in the world that you can accumulate can't build your space station you're planning on building? Do you think Mr. Musk has a bunker? Does anyone have a bunker on the moon yet? That's the real conspiracy question. Tinfoil hat. Why would you? Do want we have one? a bunker on the moon? I don't or do aliens have a bunker on the moon? I don't want to live anywhere. Are I can't aliens go outside. I, right now, this week, being stuck in the house because of smoke is making me uh -huh. crazy. I am an outside human. I don't want to be stuck inside a bunker. Yeah, I have always either. wanted a nuclear fallout bunker just because I think it's amazing. But I don't want to live... I want a nuclear fallout bunker that lets me survive just long enough to watch it happen. And then I'm just going to go outside and let it kill me anyway. <laughs> I just, you want to I've always wanted, like... The initial blast. I thought about this gonna... a lot in my life. I don't think anyone hasn't thought about the apocalypse a little bit, but, like... We all do. I just kind of want front row seats, that's all. Like, if the meteor's going to hit, I want to be... I want it to hit me, personally. I want to be right underneath that motherfucker. Yeah, I, I want to see wanna... it coming up until the last inch. I lived through a tsunami warning. I do not want to get taken out by a wave. I would be... Yeah, me neither. Let me just get vaporized. I want a meteorite. Vapor... I want a fucking meteor to just destroy the entire planet all in one swoop. See, that's the problem with apocalypse and prepping. It's actually worse, I think, if you've watched anything. Like the lingering on. What if you get yeah. something like appendicitis? You can't cut your own self open and take it out. It's a relatively simple procedure. Now it's outpatient. Yeah. But in a prepping oh. scenario, not a good time, guys. The Plus, you'd probably die from the infection because who knows, even in your horde, are you going to have the right type of antibiotic? Yeah, talking about this is really opening my eyes. Well, it's, I think I've already kind of knew this, but like it's bringing to the moment the idea that like it, we take so much for granted nowadays really in the society we've built and i love the society we built it's got its problems but realistically we're better off now than we've ever been so and and it's only going to get better i really have i really think that like it's only ever going to get better we're going to solve all these little problems we're going to always have more problems pop up no matter what we do it's just yin and yang you know but or why are we focusing on but the like, negative so much like, right now everyone is focused on the negative again oh i think it's because it, i think the coronavirus just fucking like punted us out of our, our comfort zone. Like, nobody wanted it. It just happened. Well, I thought that in America we were supposed to want hope and change, yeah. and we're not liking the change very much. I think like, we'll settle back into our comfort zone. And once we do, we'll, we'll deal with the political issues that came with 
this whole thing like the government's definitely not going to give up their power to control when and where people work now that we gave it to them we're, yeah. No, we didn't even give it to them. They just straight up took it. I don't remember voting on any of this. It just no. happened. They're just like, oh, executive orders. Why do we even have the ability to throw out executive orders? That just seems stupid. Well, for real, we should, no matter what the why. issue, like, and I'm sorry, this might offend people or whatever. I'm not, I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't because this is just common sense. Like, why does our government have any kind of executive powers to just do anything without us saying so? Like, I thought that would defy the entire point of the American government in the first place. Well, they've ate away at it, it like me. a little bit of grain of sands at a time. At a time, like, over, yeah. it, over a long period of they time, should, they like, erode it. E even the most dire of situations, we should still take the time and get everybody's opinion. Like, that's true democracy to me. Well, decisions Even if those made, decisions are bad, it was at least a cumulative, like, idea. Decisions made when people are panicking or because you're facing the unknown mm -hmm. often aren't good decisions in the long term. Yeah. And I think emergency powers were supposed to be for a short term, and that what happens is now they perpetuate. Yeah, well, look what happened, like, 9-11, for example. Uh, Gotta go down this rabbit hole. I'm not gonna uh, talk about 9-11 specifically, but, but no, it was the catalyst the Patriot to, Act. Yeah. It was a catalyst to a lot of that... Freedom like, erosion. It, it really made me realize just how, and I was a kid at the time, and I even saw this. Like, I talked about this in the rant episode a lot, but, like, the 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 way that they just blatantly stole our freedom away. Nobody had a say in it at all, but they did it, oh, and, and we're still dealing with the effects nowadays, right now. Well, we're, we're 20 years later, pretty much. Anyone who didn't agree with the erosion of freedoms hated America. And yeah, because it was called the Patriot Act. And now, with Corona, <laughs> anybody that doesn't agree with it, you hate Grandma. I, I I encourage everybody to go listen to the uh, the one of the newest Joe Rogan episodes is Edward Snowden, and oh, but yes. there's just something uh, there's something he said that was just amazing because they were talking about the very like they it started with a really big boom pretty much like the episode just kicked off and was already in like high gear, but they were talking about how the it was called the Patriot Act. If you're against something called the Patriot Act, you're not you're a not a fucking patriot. How yeah. dare you? Oh my god. Like, and then uh, Edward Snowden was talking, talking about, like, you know, they, they make these names on purpose. Like, if they made an act called the Save the Puppies Act, how are you going to go against that act? No matter if it has anything to do with saving puppies, most of the time it doesn't. I have the best anecdotal evidence for this, guys. Freedoms. I worked at the job service. I helped veterans get jobs when I was in college, okay? And they were coming back from Afghanistan at the time. And they passed the Jobs for Veterans Act in 2005. I will never forget this. It had literally nothing to do with jobs or veterans. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to go through hundreds of phone calls getting yelled at by mm -hmm. crusty people who weren't, you know, and they're veterans and I'm married to one, but they were not exactly polite to me because oh, it had man. nothing to do with jobs or veterans. So anytime an act is passed, I figured the opposite of what yeah. it's named. Well, we have Congress. They're supposed to read it, right? They're supposed to read these How acts do you and, read 3, and vote on, on, good, on good fruition, right? No, they lie. Fruition? Is it fruition? I don't know. Anyway, my point is we're supposed to rely on our, on our, on our elected officials to, to have our us? best interests at heart. No, they represent whoever pays them the most. Oh, my God. The whole thing's a mess. Well, and Tear I, it all down. Start over. Come on. That was the whole point of our system in America, though, is we were supposed to amend it as necessary, and uh -huh. we haven't amended it for a long time. We need to amend yeah, things. Yeah, when was our last amendment? It's been a while. They've been trying to get Granted, a constitutional it was a good convention. Thing. Whatever it was was awesome. I think it was like somebody got somebody got rights. They didn't have rights. They got rights. I think that was the last one that got amended, right? It was a while ago. <laughs> we haven't had any amendments. It's a good for thing. But like we don't need don't Congress know, maybe... to amend the Constitution, and no, not very many people know that we can do we a constitutional convention to why do, do it. Have, why do we have Congress at all? This whole idea of like. We decide on a spokesman, and everybody's every little faction of people has a spokesman to talk to the bigger factions of people, and it's like I don't like the idea of that. It yeah. seems really flawed fundamentally, 
and there's so many ways that it's been invaded and corrupted like the news for instance swaying people's ideas to oh the news makes to, me crazy that's the whole thing about like yeah i don't like these executive orders but at the same time democracy has been perverted well i how do we fix any of this but i don't want to go down another rant right no, now. We, we can we save can, that for another episode we're talking preppers. about preppers we're just not even food preppers the we're ammunition thing is making me crazy but uh, the, hang on real quick that brings me to another idea real quick i, have I to, like ideas i have to i have to bring this up in the event of society collapsing and we all go crazy and and the preppers are really happy because they have their bunker and their food okay where what happens to the government who governs anything because we all have to have an alpha fucking chimp we all we all decide an alpha chimp no matter what the scenario is that's why we have governments in the first place because we decided we needed a fucking leader we needed a fucking da a daddy to save us all i don't so know so what well, because we're aware of the alpha chimp can't we move beyond it yeah. now and I are we like stuck that. in our ways like are, are we stuck in our ways now like if we have an apocalypse scenario like are we going to get together and like these are anthropological repeat the same questions so like, Brady, i don't who know who takes over who it, we because everyone because it's inevitable like if, if these survival situations happen um we're gonna group up yes and it starts all over there again. has to be some kind of leadership right or not all... i don't know like that's it's in our dna like there's no way around the whole we have to have somebody to lead us well, uh, at least ideology, uh, ideologically. I feel like the leadership paradigm is a even, weird one. Even though, even if, even if we like have the people who know how to sew and the people who know how to do this, they still they, have to have we a have leader. the we have the culmination of knowledge in a group, but we still have to have this like ideological leader to like dictate, like who who gets stitches on this day and like and, and where does the food go? Who who's more important? We have the this hierarchy ingrained in our fucking dna i think well, or do you think that's just attributes of skills because if you're in an emergency situation i can guarantee you most people will be waiting to be told what to do and i don't know if that's cultural because we've been so you know cradle to the grave institutionalization yeah. you start when you're little line up here it's been so do long what you're now, told. yeah and so your brain is wired to be told and then there are some of us that are know how to jump in there and take command because mm -hmm. they can see a void and it's a is that DNA? Are there just some of us that are wired to see it a void? Might be. But you're you're right. That is a huge problem. We'll just start all over I again. I would love to know more about this, but unfortunately, the only thing we have to go off of is like some bones buried in the ground and some pottery or something. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, archaeological, archaeological shit. stuff is. And we can only really form assumptions based on very little evidence. Like, and some of those assumptions might be pretty correct, and they, and they kind of fit in with certain stories they've made up about history but like nothing was written down back in the caveman days like when i picture caveman days my first like original like thought about it is like it was like a one dude and a, and, a, and, a, and a lady they were reproducing i don't even know like yeah, I, I i like impute ladies. i like impute my knowledge of society from my upbringing and my my surroundings and reality that i live in and and that imputes on my idea of like historical culture because that's what i'm used to i don't i can't even like imagine how it used to be back you're then. making sense of things from yeah. your experience but which like, is what did, a large part why we have so many troubles is everybody's experience is different yeah. but did we always group up i mean it always boils down to the question like was it adam and eve did it did it start out with just two people and it reproduced from into like a massive amount of people or like inbreeding did evolution form multiple groups in different places i always wonder that and i think we will never know Science has ideas, and religion has ideas, and everybody has ideas, but, like, we'll never know. But, like, back when there was survival times that the preppers would love to be back in, because they have all the resources for it and the knowledge, right? Well, it's easy they, if you have Because they have their fucking the car hearts and, their, and, and everything. Tactical. But, Sorry. but they didn't have that shit back then. They had sticks and rocks, and they didn't... There was a time where we didn't even have fucking fire. 
No. But were, were there groups of people surviving together who didn't have fire? Or was it like just little tiny groups of people, maybe a dude and a chick and I think everybody kids? was pretty hostile. You had to be. Everything yeah. was trying to kill you. I don't know. There's no way to know. But the I only way knew. to know is if we had a massive eclipse that didn't render the planet uninhabitable and then yeah. we started all over. I guess we would know then. We would know then. Uh, but I'm curious. the only reason I'm curious about that is because it's like important to know how we would be in that scenario like when that happens i think we'd because be that's where feral. because that'll tell us like is how ingrained in our dna is it do we does our dna even remember some of that stuff i think that's where prepping comes from yeah if i think it might yeah i think some of us are more wired into that survival instinct than others possibly I, yeah it might be a bloodline well for just sure. look at me i said because of food and the issues when i was younger as far as you know food was not we couldn't just have whatever we wanted i have a thing about food i want a year's supply of food in my house it's just some weird and i do i have a year's supply easily for sure. but it's not because i'm scared of the end of the world it's more of stuff happens and you might break your leg and it's more of a survival thing i don't know and then um because i don't want to live in the another apocalypse. thought on prepping Okay. And I was going to bring this up earlier, but I, I couldn't find a way to sandwich this in. But I'll just bring it up now. I'll just throw it in um, there. So, it's a thought sandwich. So this, this one's a little hard to articulate. But, like, there's a lot of, if not most animal species on the planet, their entire life, it's just getting food. And just for that day. Not even for, like, uh, most animals don't even hoard food for even, an, like, an hour later. No. They fucking have, they kill something and they eat what they have to eat and they move on to the next thing they have to kill. And that's all their life is, is getting food. Exactly. Why are humans so different? I mean, there's a few species I can, I can't even think of all of them, but there's a few species I'm sure that hoard food for a couple days at least, you know. The problem with food is it doesn't last long on its own. No. There's this well, thing called rot. Like animals never figured out canning foods for them to store for fucking but years. But we did, and now we have free strike Thank food God that the last 30 years. Thank God we're smart enough to do that, yes, like, and that's so. awesome. But why did we get that ability and not... Are we going to also see other animals start to do that? Like chimps just hit the Stone Age, apparently. I don't, I don't know how... This but is speculation. But there, there was these National uh, Geographic articles and other articles that were like... Here we go with sensationalizing again, but like... Um, like, there were some, some chimps that finally figured out how to use stones to crack open shellfish. And, they, and there's plenty of other food sources for them, but they like the damn shellfish, so they fucking figured out how to use that rock to crack it open. Yeah, but animals and that's have been intuitive lots of times. Like, uh, otters We, we may around. not even have came from chimps, for sure. Oh, yeah, but, like, if we did, they're starting to just slowly but surely. Like, <laughs> how long till they have nuclear weapons? <laughs> I don't want a Bonobo chimp. No, no. Like, like think about it. Think about it. And, yeah. and, and maybe this is even where we came from. Okay, but think about it. Like, if we found an Earth-like planet that we could get to, the complete hypothetical, because it's, it's, the numbers yeah, are it's astronomical and not going to happen, and it could be thousands of generations before it does. But we find this Earth-like planet. It's fucking close. But it's uninhabited by life, other okay. than, like, maybe plants. Which is, that's the stupid part. If, if a fucking planet has plants it's, it's going to have other life forms it has forms. to have some sort of i would of, think right i don't maybe I, I don't know for sure but i'm just speculating, how would it, right? no but plants can't live without that stuff exactly like they need other they need mammals or whatever to die to be to eat them to be it's a plant right symbiosis thing so if we found a, part of a system so we found an earth-like planet that has trees there's going to be other life but anyway let's pretend that there's no like mammals or whatever and we drop a bunch of fucking monkeys on this planet okay like planet of the apes how long until they have nuclear bombs i don't i mean is that why there's so many ufo sightings all of a sudden because we finally figured out how to crack the atom in half maybe and we, they and we figured, figured out, out space travel and like they or, or, out or maybe ufos or are fake and there really isn't any aliens and like it's all just crazy but like seemingly there's more ufos now it seems like ufo sightings and major humanity accomplishments 
went kind of hand in hand, and I don't know if there's anything to that. I'm, we're just talking about a thought experiment here. Were we monkeys that got placed on this planet that could sustain life because of its conditions, and we just have nuclear bombs now? We just took us a while, yeah, but, but we, at, well, now we have technology. We like, also is that haven't a thing? wrecked the planet with them yeah. yet. Were we and an we experiment? Because why do we? Know. Why are we so special? I think we already talked about this, but like, why are we so special that we figured out how to be preppers? That we can prep. Why are we special like well, that? Why? Why do we have the ability to look that far ahead in the future and prepare for the worst? Because that's a question. And other animals of consciousness. Don't. We we have that, and they don't. Yeah. They have personalities. Animals are amazing and complex, but there we are a step different than they are because of the ability to reason yeah. and conscious. Well, when I say reason. We have the ability to make what is that decisions based on how we feel. Yeah. And we're, they're not instinctual. It's like we can actually remove ourselves from a situation and be like, hey, 20 years down the road, I might lose my leg and I need this food to survive. Like, I don't know an animal that does that. I know animals that instinctually store food, yeah. but they don't store food because they know Jimbo might set off a nuke. <laughs> well, I mean, I it's mean, true. Really. Like, yeah. Thank God Jimbo doesn't have a nuke. Well, think about they the Thank God people. it's only world leaders, right? <laughs> but uh, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Think about the people that have been in charge of the ability to blow up the planet and that we haven't. And that right uh -huh. there might make you think that the world might why do, have why does anyone? Why does any people on this planet have the ability to end life on this planet? That's the scary part. It is a little terrifying. Um, prepping aside, like, I'm glad we have the ability to prep and we have the technology to prep. But, like, realistically, I gotta talk about why in the world do we have fucking nuclear weapons? Was it that scary in the fucking Cold War? Like, was communism that scary that we built these devices to end the planet? I think if communism it... started to spread a little too fast? Like, really? Well, we were That thinking... scares me. It Just an out... ideology caused us to create technology that can destroy the entire planet. And then we arms raced it. Uh-huh. Now every fucking buddy has them. Yeah. And we don't know what to do. Now we don't know what to do with them. Do we launch them? Do we let them sit there? Well, we wasted all that money on it. Do we fucking... When are we going to use them? Are we just... Are we going to use them? There was this idea to start using them just to experiment in space with them, which is cool. That's awesome. We have them. We might as well use them, right? Well, because they, they are scary, But that's a slippery slope, right? I don't know. And once you we start, start using, using them for them, one thing, like, we're going to start... Drop it over here. Once we get used to using them for one thing, we're going to start to get used to fucking... Maybe we should just drop that over there. I love that Korea. we have all of these weapons, but then we don't use nuclear for power because we're scared of it. And so much well, improvements... We do. we do in America. But not to the degree that we should. And there's a lot of research that's been... Yeah. It's actually going on in our colleges. I have firsthand knowledge of this, of being able to use our old worn-out fuel and making things, you know, energy for the future that's Time's clean. running out, too, though. Well, yeah, they the really have to make these decisions quickly. Uh, yeah, it's leaking into the rivers. Because those There's... fucking bombs have a shelf life. We've already had to decommission a lot There's of them. There's not a... Tr Here's the the scary thing about these bombs and these nuclear power plants and this fuel is like there's we still haven't even really figured out how to store the shit. No, it's leaking in our rivers. And it costs so much to launch it to space that it use the nuclear power in the first place. I feel like. <sighs> So that's know, the that's... problem. We have this technology, but it's. It, 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 I think it ultimately will be the end of us. Whether it's bombs. Or we just fucking run out of places to put the nuclear fuel and it gets into our water supply and we just all die of cancer. But nuclear improvements have Maybe also... The one time I had man. to eat radioactive oatmeal to find out what was wrong with my digestive system. Some, some mm. of the advances that we've had, which is probably yeah. going to kill me later, but it wasn't that type it's of It's not good for you, that's for sure. But I'm just saying some of the advances It might be beneficial had, at that time for that one medical procedure. But then and, it's going to probably... But like yeah. the doctors do the cost-benefit analysis. Like, yes, you'll get cancer in 40 years, but we should figure out what's wrong with you now. Well, and then on the flip they side... They do that. Like, it's not a, it's not have... a pure thing. It's not like... Like chemotherapy, for instance. Yeah, it's the cure worse You're than blasting the yourself with, your, with radioactive isotopes to kill the cancer. 
but it does shorten your lifespan. Like you're really buying yourself instant time, but you're taking away off the back end. Like nothing comes for free. Well, that's why I don't think if I'm 80 and I say, oh, hey, here, go get chemo radiation. You can live two more years. Why? Hell with that. Yeah. Or I'm like a... David Rothschild with his like 19th heart transplant or whatever the fuck. I'm like exaggerating so... and I don't know I what know, I'm talking but, about, but, but like as yeah, a, as a meme. Like, it's that cost now. You know what it is? Is actuaries. The motherfuckers only going to live companies 10 years. have tons of them. You're comparing and contrasting all of these different things to see what the most benefit can be exactly. from which decision. And I think that's the nuclear thing. I think they were invented out of necessity. They're just prepping. They were prepping. They're just that's on a whole is. other level and then Jim that's, Bob down the road. Dang it. It's just that Jim Bob could touch it yeah. bothers me. Like, <laughs> I, I'm all... <laughs> yeah. Well, what are we going to do when society collapses? Someone's going to find those nuke storages. What do you mean when? You know, an entire country failed. Like when Russia did the uh -huh. whole collapse thing, you know that there is nuclear things around out there that yeah. terrorists have got a hold Jim, of. And Let's just put it this way. When society collapses, fucking Jim Bob's going to find the nuke storages. And he's going to be like, then what? Do, 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 woo. Well, hopefully he won't have the technological is he gonna be, to turn Is he going to be space know. daddy? Because he found all the nukes. He's going to Because if anyone tries to take those nukes, he's just going to end all life on the planet. Here we go. Mutually assured destruction. I think if the One of gas, my favorite topics. I love mutually assured destruction. I like talking I about I love it. that concept. I think if the gas station and the power is off for a week, that there'll be absolute yeah. chaos if it was global anyway, so... It's on a philosophical level, man, nukes are fucking really scary. They are truly. Because if one person decides to get that fucking hair it up their all ass, goes. we're all going to do it. Then the, all life on planet's dead. Can you even imagine that? Like, that's a thing. I know. Like, if I North thought... Korea really just, they don't care anymore, we're fucked. Everybody on Earth is fucked. I, thought... I don't think we'll actually follow that, though. I it might be that. on paper. We might I don't have that. Know. We might have There's that agreement on paper. Do you think Vladimir's not going to torch off a nuke if, uh, say, someone shoots one at him? He's just going to be like, ah, "I'm going to let then that he's go." He's going to annihilate their entire country. They poison people. But is, like, but is everybody going to really be on board? Like, we have this thing in our in our DNA called like life like, sustaining. We, try we have to, this yeah. like instinct to not kill all the life on the planet. So like, I doubt everybody's going to follow the rules on mutually sure destruction. So like, the people who don't. Their life sucks. This is why prepping is a thing. Because, like, some countries are going to nuke the fuck out of each other, obliterate half the Earth, but the other half now has to live in the nuclear fallout uh, with their fucking MREs and their bunkers. We have spent a week in the dark. That's what because, I mean. And like, can you imagine years in the dark? Oh, yeah. That's what it would be. The planet would be horrible. It would why would you want to live like that? Here we go back to that whole I thing. Like, why would you want to live in a, in a nuclear winter? I want everybody to come together and be like, we all can't agree on the same ideology, uh -huh. but we could at least agree that, hey, let's, oh, these people live over here. Yeah. And these, the planet is big enough for different classes of people to live together. And I, know, I shouldn't say classes, but groups. Right. Like, there's people that might want to live in a socialist paradise. Fine. You guys go over there. As long as it's not forced and the people who live there agree to it, then mm -hmm. you guys knock yourselves Damn. out. We need to, you know what we need to do is like, we need to start thinking about how we can build really awesome space stations that are awesome to live on. Who yeah. have the, kind of the same conditions Earth has, you know. Uh, God damn it. I'm thinking like Bezos again. I know. Because he legitimately has this idea that we're going to fucking run out of resources and we're going to need to build these space stations in space. Here's his delusion. Where are you going to get all the materials to build this space station to sustain the life from space? Who, how are we going to eat? We're going to eat each other? I don't... 
Because well, we no. need the food to, even if we 3D print the food, we need the raw materials, but right? How, where are we going to get it all? Like, if the Earth's going to run out, how are we going to how are we gonna have all that in space? The moon doesn't have fucking shit to eat. But, Brady, every technological <laughs> advance and innovation makes things happen, okay? Because we've his... not ran out of fuel yet, and they've been saying That's we're going to run true. out of fuel for years. Yeah, well, they always say that. That's because they want you to buy more to at a higher us. price. But I'm just saying that the They elements, want you to hoard it. We are, we are subatomic particles <laughs> aligned yes, in are. certain ways, and so is food. Yeah. And so there's ways to do things. I don't want to eat other people. I don't. We I don't talked either, about man. Soylent Green and Blue last week. I, I don't. Honestly, I'd always rather just put a bullet in my head when it comes down to it. Like, well, if I was in the Donner Party, sorry, I'm going to put a bullet in my head. You can eat me at that point. I've had I'm that guy. I'm not the guy who's going to. I'm not the guy who's going to eat Susie. No. Okay? Well, I don't know, though. Have you ever I don't want to try it. I don't care. I've that's that where the bullet go, comes in. But I've heard you go mad. Like, yeah, but that's where the bullet comes in because at that point, when I know that that's it, you're going to go bullet. Like, like, yeah, when I get hungry now, I know I'm probably going to have a meal in a few hours. It's okay. I We've might get a little hangry. Least... You know, I can go get a Snickers bar at the fucking store. If that gets taken away and I'm just in a pure survival situation, and like like I said, if I was in the Donner Party, I'm that guy. I'm just going to end my own life somehow. You, you all can eat me. I'm fine with that. But I just like, had a moment of enlightenment. But like, I'm not going to, I don't want to eat people. I fast all the time. I'm a prepper. Technically, well, yeah. just think well about me too. It. I only eat dinner. I well, don't I eat just, lunch. I was or just thinking most about the that. The fasting, oh, you're preparing for the end. Ready? We're English, preparing for the end. I have an English muffin in the toaster. I forgot about. Oh, you're you're wasting sacred food. You're... Oh, people are gonna hate me for that. Oh. Wasting. Food. No, you can turn it into croutons. You're okay. Just let it dry out. Put some butter on it. Throw it in the oven. You'll be fine. Yeah, that's cool. But be... like straight up, like. Okay, back to my thought. Back, I'm sorry, okay, I went no, off the rails. Sorry, I just had a uh, moment. I went off on Bezos, but like what I was trying to say is like, we, you were just talking about all these, if you want to go live with socialism stuff, like how about we get off the earth? Because apparently that's what the problem is, is the limited land and we all have to live around each but other. there's so much land. Let's go in our, let's, ha let's do this experiment, okay? Let's build 35 fucking space stations that are awesome, okay? Okay. Again, it's totally hypothetical, but let's build 35 sta sta space stations that are awesome. Okay. And we can start these groups on these space stations, echo chambers. Okay. Echo Call it Echo One, Echo Two, Echo Three, right? They'll have the code names. Put the communists on one. We'll put the fucking Republicans on one. The Democrats on. Let's see how fucking long they last. It'll be a reality show, okay? So operate. What happens when we do when we live in just the, our chamber as a group? It would never be good. With with all the resources, let's we're, we won't oh, limit the resources. Them, we're gonna give them resources. We won't I limit would... the resources beyond what is possible. Is this gonna stream on Amazon Prime? Please. I would watch it. I don't know. I just talk shit about Jeff, so I don't no, know. No, you're not. You're asking him questions. He's I do want to know, like, really, Jeff Bezos, answer my question. Like, you talk about uh, the, building this utopia space station in between here and the moon or whatever, but, like, where are we going to get the food? Like, if your idea is the planet's dying and can't sustain life, where are you going to get the food? Well, and he has the resources are you trying to, kill to start the idea. Here's my tinfoil hat. Like, are you trying to kill everybody off? Is that what are the you one of the Are you one of the Illuminati you're trying to depopulate so the that we Illuminati. can keep the Earth alive so we can live in space? Well, let's bring it back That's down. That's the only way Earth. this is going to work. Let's we keep the Earth down. alive. Let's talk about seasteading because we oh, could do this yeah. group thing sea with seasteading. There's plenty yeah, of. Yeah, fuck space. We got an ocean. And it's huge. <laughs> we only live on 30% of the surface area of this planet. Why not yeah, more going underground? There's harder. a huge amount of land it's underground. It's easier to go into space than it is in the ocean for some reason. Do you think? That's what I've heard Why? from scientists. There's tons of reefs. What? Because it's easier to live in a vacuum than crushing depths. I think it's easier to build structures for a vacuum than it is to build structures for yeah, but the entire weight of the fucking Pacific Ocean on top Let's compare and contrast that <laughs> to the getting the resources you need into the vacuum because that's our biggest problem. We need yeah, a new but fuel you're source. right. I think, as far as like resource 
transportation. It probably would be easier to get it to the ocean for sure than it would be into space. Yeah. Like we space travel is hard. We make it look easy, but it's hard. Oh. It's easy to, it looks easy when you're watching it on your fucking 8K TV. Well, that's because you're not living it. You're observing exactly. it. Exactly. You're like, oh, cool. They launched another rocket. Yeah, the adversity they face to launch that gravity is a fucking bitch. And the fact that we ever figured out how to create the forces it. to break that, to go into space, holy shit, that's amazing. We are pretty The fact amazing. that we sent, we, Voyager 1, the fact that, we, that that's out there that fucking far away from Earth is like amazing. No, Kylie Jenner's really? going without makeup and her bravery, oh, but it's more important. That's I saw so that. Hard. Oh, saw that, that adversity so hard. Yeah, I, well, I saw that. They had put <laughs> Voyager right next to that, and they're like, why is... What? <laughs> I'm sorry. But... I'm sorry. The hurdles that that just <laughs> life in general. Massive achievement, and then not that's what I love the about no it. makeup. Light, the hurdles that like the even the most basic forms of life have jumped through to survive on this fucking crazy planet with all these forces trying to kill it. And we trivialize it. And, and with no and, makeup. Oh my god, no, no makeup. Nails. I how do oh I? Oh my god, my English muffin that's in the toaster. God not... damn it. I have to reheat that now. I'm pissed. Yeah, that, but Voyager. I'm, I'm wasting emotional <laughs> resources on. My English muffin. That's another thing. You know how the when world... There's so much adversity. We are really trying think. to be so productive, and every <laughs> second of our day is being tracked to try to squeeze that much more productivity out. Yeah. You have killed something by not eating that English muffin. Uh-huh. There's a lot of wheat that died to make that thing. Yeah, and, and your productivity has gone way down because Definitely. of it. Definitely. And that's another thing about... But did I say I traded it for podcast productivity is that even productive what is what is okay that's are we a, really I, being productive by fucking blabbing in your eardrums right now that's the hierarchy know. of importance what is important what is, is it, productivity is importance subje- subjective i always absolutely that. I it think seems it like is. it is even if it's not even if inherently it's subjective we've made it subjective i think we have because what's important to a mayfly is not important to me well what's important to almost every other animal species on earth is getting food for that day like True. I said earlier, True. like that's what's important to them. Survival on an almost minute-by-minute minute basis. Yet here we are like, uh, fucking, oh my god, I, I haven't got my tax return yet. Is it ever going to come? Do you know what I just thought of? I need so to buy an MRE. Prepping, in a way, puts us beyond living in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there are anxiety disorders that can come from prepping too much. Because you're going to always be thinking Yeah, there's... The, I'm sure they... Do, okay, I'm sure there's a paranoia involved in it. Well, and I'm just thinking about with an animal, they live in the moment, Okay. Mm-hmm. I know that we are mentally healthier if we live in the moment. So there has to be this way to find to live where you can prep because you do know on a conscious level that things are not going to be good, but that you can also stay living in the moment and that you don't become a mental case. Mm-hmm. Because some of the people that prep too much, they're the ones that get into that bubble, you know, of I need to isolate. Hmm. Uh, I got to protect my horde at all costs. Hmm. Everybody's coming to get me. Those yeah, are the gotta ones. Gotta protect me, my wife, and my three kids and my dog. Yeah, and those are the people that I am not mocking you. I'd like to talk to you more, and I actually am related to some. Yeah, people we're not trying to mock you guys. We'd love but to talk to you. But do you see? You live in a state of fear, and I think fear is where a lot of our problems come from. Mm-hmm. It's that fight or flight thing. Where oh, I gotta do this because mm-hmm. this person's, and that's where social media comes in and stokes the fear fire that those Democrats are gonna kill us, or those Republicans are gonna take away our right to you know do whatever. And it's like. Yeah. Well, really, they're it's not a fear doing of that. Loss. Yeah, it is a fear of loss. Prepping has that. Uh, what is your major the, fear? The, the reason everybody thinks it's the end of the world because of a president. First of all, that's fucking absurd. It is. We've always had presidents, Democrat or Republican or whatever. What you- the world's never ended because of we have a president. We have these checks and balances that we've created in the Constitution and the rules of America. And they're still and like, working. They not- will not allow the president to really do all that much like... Other than, like, instill the Patriot Act or, like, fucking allow the military to step in on a riot. Like, 
they really can't do all that much. Like, yeah, they have control of the nukes, but there's still a chain of command in order to even be able to push that button. They still have to get permission from all these different chains of command to do it. And that's my... Like, the president doesn't have the codes. One general guy or whatever has the codes. I'm sorry, I wish I knew the exact metric. There's a protocol. I, mean, I think it's top secret anyway how it works, but in my mind, like, there's protocols. Like, there's a chain of command. Like, one guy has half the code. The other guy has the other half the code. You have to get them on board. And then you have to, like, the one guy has control of the computer you put the code into, and then someone has to hit the button. And then the pilot like, it was still different has to in drop the co- certain ones, or yeah. they have to go out of the silo. It just depends on the time. It was different in the Cold War, where, like, it was literally a push of a button. Like, they had the fucking finger over the button, because if Russia launches, we need to be able to fucking launch. We can't go through those protocols, because we don't have time. Because if that missile hits, we're fucked. We, it, we're going hit, to hit with the missile, but we have to make sure we send our missiles. Because, well, God forbid, we get hit without hitting them back. Yeah. Like, we're going to go down fighting. But, like, nowadays, there's, like, legitimate, like, fucking protocols they have to go through. From what I've heard, where it's not as easy as, like, Trump just picks up the red fucking phone and goes, launch. It's not that easy. He can't do there's that. There's other people. And then even if he had that power, would somebody actually follow that? Like, there, there was that story from the Cold War where the dude almost ended the whole world. But he made a conscious decision not to follow the protocols of, like, I get this data from this computer, and if that data comes in this certain way, I have to launch. He didn't do that and prevented nuclear fucking war because, because he, he realized, he wait, this computer sometimes has these glitches. I've seen this before. I should probably double-check first. Even though his protocol demanded, push the fucking button if this happens immediately. Now we're going back to consciousness. Yeah, he again. was not ordered to think and, and question the computer. He was ordered, when the computer tells me this, push the button and launch. And he didn't do that. Well, thank goodness so, like I said, if, if, if Trump or Biden or whatever had the ability just to do that, I don't think somebody would just do that just because Trump fucking was pissed off at Russia at the time or whatever. Well, you can't replicate if you're dead. I I don't know why I went down that tangent, but like seriously, like... Oh, yeah, my point was like, people think it's the end of the world because of a presidential election. It's like, dude, they can't even do that much. It's just president. (sighs) So like, why is everybody so scared? Why is everybody prepping because... Why is everybody buying 22 rounds because fucking... We're about to have a presidential election. Like, we have one every four years. Calm oh, down. Oh, I think this year is more Calm of a, cu- it's a cumulative fear yeah. because we've had the Rona, we've had the fires, we've had yeah. riots in the towns, we've had all of this stuff converge. And so it's a little uh-huh. bit more fear. The fear has not had time to abate. Usually we have a trauma and then it abates a little bit. Then we yeah. have a trauma and now it's just stacking. Well, like, it's kind of like is... those the religious fanatics who every 10 years they have this idea that the world's ending because of their... I'm sorry, I gotta say it. The the end of the world prophecies that are in the religious texts, no matter what religion you have, there is some. They're so vague that anytime a little hint of something that might, it's kind of like astrology. Anytime a little hint of something that might kind of fit in the space there happens, it's like, <gasps> God's coming down to smite us. It's the second kingdom or whatever. I don't fucking know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm memeing right now. But like, Why? Why is it the end of the world every 10 years? Well, and why do you seek the end of the world? Why is it the end of the world because the president's about to get elected? Why is it the end of the world if fucking uh, the next iPhone ain't going to come out? I don't know. Why is it the end of the world when Kylie Jenner can't get her fucking makeup? I don't know. Why do these alert signals go off in our heads as humans? Is it all about dopamine? Yeah, that, I'm maybe asking that, existentially now. Maybe like perpetual fear gives us some sort of biochemical like high mm-hmm. that when we live in that state that we feel like we're we're making sense of things. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand it. Here's my hypothesis. Okay. okay. I like hypothesis. The reason we have that these alerts in the first place in our DNA, because it seems like a, a reactionary thing, is because we've been through apocalypses before. We have. And survived, and little bits of people survived, and they rebuilt society, and I think it's happened a few times. There's a few less popular scientists, I should say, that Ooh. that think that we 
they think they have evidence that we've been through multiple like complete wipeouts of people where only a few thousand or a few hundred people survived and they had to rebuild everything. And so I'm wondering if that put these alerts in our DNA where like if a certain amount of adversity happens, it's the end of the world and we have to prepare. Well, and that might be how our species perpetuate, because you said that's how you Again, it's a, it, I, yeah, it's a survival mechanism. Like, it has to be. But it's all out of whack because we have 24-hour yeah. news cycles now, though. I think that might be fun. We're getting, just like the guy in the Cold War, we're getting glitched out information from yeah, the, the, the simulation. Yeah, because the information is not even accurate. And then you get information <laughs> yeah. fatigue. You're just yeah. like, oh, just turn it off. I'm done. I can't. Yeah. So, I don't so know. So, I think it's a... Uh, a survival mechanism that's being corrupted by just n n not accurate information, not accurate input from the world around us. Well, and then if you and look at it on the, the, the scope of time, we haven't had a well. Last century, we wiped out a lot of us with war. So I wonder mm -hmm. if this century, it's but gonna... not anywhere near enough to be considered like dire. No, it was it... enough to be bad, but it wasn't like. We're at saying, risk of extinction. We haven't had one of those extinction events. They say we're living in one right now because of the way could we're be. using our resources. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like a meteor hits. We're all dead instantly. Like no, extinction like a, events could could last thousands of years. There's a, a time. book called "Is It the Sixth Extinction?" that's been making its rounds through the library. I've heard of this before. And it's that we are living in an extinction event because we're not taking care of things, mm -hmm. you know, and we're we're running our train off into a dirt road ourselves. Yeah, well, so. wouldn't that be some shit if we cause our own distinct or extinction? I, I just think that's it, I've always the thought about the that book. Too. I might have to read it. And... I thought about that. Well, a lot of that whole dystopian. Isn't there like a ton of movies shit. and books about us killing? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's like, like a pretty popular trope. Like, yeah, it's a pretty much a meme at this point. Like, yeah. we're gonna cause our own destruction. Maybe that's true, but I don't know. We have these mechanisms of survival too. Some of us are gonna survive no matter what we do as a mass. Some of us will survive because they're Jeff Bezos. <clears throat> they have the resources too. Yeah, because they're because they're Jeff Bezos and they're Donald Trump and they're important apparently. Well, so I don't. So they're gonna live have their. They have these. You know, they have mm -mm. preppers will survive. I'm sorry, they will. Well, and in they certain will... event, in certain scenarios, preppers will survive. My real quest, like, what are you gonna do after that, guys? How well, are we gonna rebuild society? Point? Do you have a plan? Do you have a yeah, plan to rebuild like, society? Are you this? gonna Are you gonna fuck your sister because you guys are the only two left? Yucky. I'm sorry to get a little graphic there. But well, like, no, but I read this book in the fourth to, grade that has stuck something. with me my whole life. It was There was nuclear destruction, okay? Mm -hmm. And this girl survived, and she just had to start having babies. I remember reading this, and each a lot of them died, but then eventually some were born, and they had ultraviolet... Um, eyes and they had white hair covering them to reflect the you know the atmosphere was messed oh, okay. up okay so it was They've like adapted to the... It was, the person that wrote the book it was a sci-fi book i just remember i was like a blistering 10 years old but it traumatized me a little bit because mm. it was like what they had she died of radiation burns and stuff eventually because they were breathing in dust mites you know oh, yeah, yeah. but she still perpetuated life it was just no longer life as we know it right and i think that's the whole thing with prepping what are you going to perpetuate? Have you thought about it? Yeah, like, why do you want to, to keep going on? It's one thing to give yourself 30 years, but what are you going to do? And do you want Are to, you going to build up something that where you don't have to live off of your stored resources? Are you going to be like Brendan Fraser? You're going to be really good at swing dancing? You remember that movie? Like, <laughs> I just imagine, like, in a world where society is different and everybody just knows how to swing dance because that's what the last person knew how to do yeah like what the fuck oh man we're gonna go on a bunker now only what what would we know how to do seriously out guys here? what are you gonna take in your bunker honestly if i had to give advice to preppers and i'm not an expert by any means but like books fill that fucking bunker with books man seriously we should totally leave it here because we're gonna have to stop yeah what would you take in your bunker like what would you want to perpetuate as a human you know and give mm -hmm. to the next group after yeah, if anyone would like to interact with us Every everybody, please jump on social media. Let's have a discussion about 
what you would put in your bunker. We know you've thought about this. Yeah. Like every human Everybody has thought has, about yeah. the apocalypse and yeah. pre prepping and bunkers. And, and, what, and do you, what do you think? And I all, know. honestly, I would love to see the different prepper factions fight each other over what goes in the bunker. Please. In a it's, world. it's entertaining. <laughs> last prepper standing. In a world where everybody dances because the last three humans on Earth only knew how to dance. Netflix, could you, <laughs> I know everybody hates you right now because of cuties, but could you guys just please, imagine, please, please make last prepper standing? I just imagine the 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 new society is just Footloose. Oh my or gosh. Like, or Roadhouse. Oh. Or like uh, that Saturday Night Fever. Or Mad or Max. Yeah. <laughs> but they're just doing only, like... The only thing the last sanction of humanity knew how to do was fucking dance and 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 store food and would like... it be twerking and eating mountain house <laughs> yeah, gonna, is everybody gonna is duck face the new hello like what's gonna happen i want to know this is gonna be an interesting conversation please please, please get do. involved please communicate with us and tell us your thoughts on what are you gonna put in your bunker yes um what's the world gonna be like uh, you know, what? after the, after the thirty years food supply lasts, are we gonna have what a, dance would you do to, when you come out? What's your gonna be your favorite dance? Is it gonna be the fucking Fortnite dances? Is that what we're bringing with us to the oh, apocalypse? I hope not. Is that what we're bringing with us to Mars? They're in a Is no Fortnite dances. Fortnite. Is that be, what if that's the only dances left? They're what gonna... if seriously the the last sanction we made the only new three dances? It's I not like you can know everything about dance. Like, as we are now, we have a lot of different people who know a lot of different dances, and that's why we have because diversity. We, yeah, we like, like it. When the end of the world happens, like we're only gonna know uh, like a dance each, maybe. Oh gosh. Like, we're only I don't gonna know, know three dances. We only have three dances left. We're gonna have to make them up again. Well, think th these are the things that preppers don't think about. These I don't are think. the important. And that's things. what we're here for. Yeah. To asking fill your the ears hard with questions. weird ideas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ask, we're asking the hard questions here. <laughs> what dance will you come out of the bunker knowing? <laughs> are we ever gonna have popsicles again? <gasps> oh, like, is that ever gonna be? Are freezers. we ever gonna figure out? Like, you put those monkeys on that Earth-like planet. Like, are they ever going to figure out freezers? Is, is Otter Pops ever going to be a thing? Are they going to be called Otter Pops? No, they'll like, probably be, like, Raccoon Pops. Yeah. Like, we don't even know. I love that thought experiment because it's 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 so amazing to think about, like, what what would we what would monkeys do if we put them on that fucking planet and they evolved into humans? How What's the slight differences that would happen? Would they be exactly the same? Okay, would someone... history perpetuate almost ex frame for frame how we are right now in society like would we come up to donald trump versus fucking biden somebody in really 2020 needs on the to new write planet a screenplay for this yeah somebody i think does. there might already be i hope so like planet of the apes but they're just they're just hairier than us but it's the same society but it'd be like planet of the apes <laughs> century alpha 51 or yeah. something like it needs well to that's be... what planet of the apes is is like they just they had a society just like ours if not a little bit more primitive but like they just had more hair than us do you think they'll ride horses because yeah. and why are we not hairy anymore why did we not even if we came from chimps why did we de-evolve the hair like was it just selective breeding do we just was it ugly was it stinky or did we even was come from syphilis them? more of a problem when we had more hair yikes <laughs> on that note <laughs> bye bye <laughs>